never guessed she'd find herself testifying before members of congress a year later about the grueling conditions she experienced working inside of it bates grandmother seven had been excited that amazon was coming to bessemer alabama because the economic growth she thought it would bring to the area and the possibility that a job there would allow her to spend more time with her family what she found at amazon instead was a job with 10-hour shifts that she felt were quote more strenuous than the 12-hour days she had pulled at a previous company The amount of walking required to get around a warehouse the size of 14 football fields, including going up and down flights of stairs, hurt her knees and caused her legs to swell. Going further into the article, she considered quitting, but Bates determined there was a better response finding to improve it. Why couldn't I stand still and have the opportunity to fix something that was broken? The decision would ultimately thrust Bates into the national spotlight. Thanks to her role as a high-profile union push inside the Bessemer, for Bessemer, Alabama facility. Amazon brags it plays workers above minimum wage. What they don't tell you is that the jobs, what, excuse me, what they don't tell you is what the, those jobs are really like, she said. From the onset, I learned that if I worked too slow or had too much time off task, I could be disciplined or even fired. Her testimony sparked a flurry of press conference about Amazon warehouse conditions with Bates's name at the center. I find that to be an interesting article. Look, I've I've worked in a boiler room before, and Amazon has a boiler room culture. I, I lived in Seattle, lived in downtown Seattle, right across the street from Amazon's headquarters for years. So I know I know Amazon well. I have a lot of friends that work for Amazon. They were making 120k a year at like 24. 25 but they were they were working 90 hours a week they had no personal time they had no family time but that's amazon's culture they don't they don't once again i was talking i was talking about earlier in the week i was talking about dave Chappelle's special i was talking about isaac palmer jr i really didn't like the special i felt that it was beneath him to spend his entire i wait for his annual special because he's such a great comedian I want to hear him rip on everything. So the fact that he spent a whole hour and a half talking about transgenderism, I didn't find that to be amusing. There's so many other topics. But you know what I did? I turned it off. And I never watched it again. Because you're not putting a gun to my head. I don't have to watch The Closer. I don't have to watch Equanimity and The Bird Revolution if I don't like the content. And you don't have to work for Amazon if you don't like the content. Now, I like, I like the concept of, of unionizing. If you feel that there is a legal precedent and a, and a way to get more equilibrium or even the upper hand, that's business. People on the far right don't like unions because they want to chain. They love to chain black kids and poor white kids to machines and make them work for seven cents an hour if they could. I think that unions and the greed 
of 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 the of the large billionaire business owners, I think it balances each other out. So the the business owners they want to make as much money as possible. They don't care if your legs swell, if you get bad knees, bad hips, it doesn't matter to them. As long as you don't die on the job, they have to get sued. That's a you problem. And unions, some unions want to take it the whole other way, where people people don't really have to get paid for working. You can not work if you're going through a divorce or you're sad about something. You just get free everything, free insurance, free car, free free bus, train passes, and all of that stuff. That's the other extreme, but I say let them fight it out. Let the let them litigate all of this stuff in court. And as long as we come to some equal balance, I'm cool with it. The people that I knew that worked for Amazon in Seattle, they were happy making that guap. They did it for a couple of years till they couldn't do it anymore. And they did something else. But you had a chance to make six-figure money at 24, 25, which most people don't. I used to work for AmeriQuest Mortgage. So I know about Boiler Room Tactics. The, the Boiler Room movie with Neil Long and Vin Diesel and a bunch of other bad actors that I can't remember. I know that Ben Affleck, one of his best scenes in, in his history, he comes in and, you know, he basically says somebody's rude and he's like, he calls him Schlepprock. And he asks the person, he says, hey, does anyone in here have their Series 7 license? And this one guy, he stands up, he says, oh, yeah, I have a Series 7. He's like, oh, you can get the bleep out. And the guy's like, why? He's like, we don't, we don't hire brokers. We, we train new ones. That's it, Skippy. Beat it. Pack your sh. I really worked in an environment like that. I worked for AmeriQuest Mortgage. I used to sell the 228 adjustable rate mortgage arm. I'm probably going straight to the HE double hockey sticks for that. I used to charge people four points. I used to sell people. I used to close people. I used to watch all the closing movies. All of that stuff. I took advantage of people if I thought that they weren't that bright, didn't understand the system, or they were a little older. I took advantage of them. I did all sorts of other stuff that I don't even want to talk about because I'm using my 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 Fifth Amendment right not to incriminate myself. And during this time, I was 24, 25. I was working. Oh, man, we worked. We were in the office at 7 a.m. every day drinking coffee. We were in there until 7 or 8 p.m., 9 p.m. Often we used to make calls as soon as it was legal to make your start making your solicitation calls at 11. And as soon as 11 hit, we, we call it power hour. We're making calls from 11 to 12. We worked all day. We worked on Saturdays. We worked on Sundays. We couldn't call people on Sundays because it's illegal to do that. But we did our paper and prep work with underwriters on Sundays. It was a seven day work week. I had no life. At minimal time, but guess what? I made a lot of money. I had monies where I made 10, 12 grand a month. I was only 22 years old, 23 years old. At a month, I think I made $20,000 in a month. This was back in 2001, 2002. That was a lot of money for a kid. I, I had a nice car. I had a nice house. And all of those things, it was the sacrifices that I made. I chose to sacrifice my personal life and health and well-being because I wanted money. I did it for a few years, so I couldn't do it anymore. Then I said, you know, I can't do this anymore. It's having a toll on my body, and then I got into something else. But we talk about these, these big tech, these big companies. There are cultures that are, are cultish-like cultures, and it's all about the money. 
So if you're used to making 11 bucks an hour and you can make 26 bucks an hour, you might have to work your arse off. And it's not for everybody. But in this particular case, I generally side with the company. I know that that's not, I usually side for the little guy. If the company's giving you health benefits and you're making that money, you have to make sacrifices to make that money. You don't get to make 25 bucks an hour if you're really a 13 bucks an hour skill set person without working an obscene amount of hours. And it's just not for everyone. So I'm not against the unions. I'm pro-union. But I'm just saying that my opinion on all of this, you got the AOCs of the world that kind of think that they just pay people 40 bucks an hour to not really work that much. And then Amazon's evil and awful. I've seen what Amazon's done to Seattle. Amazon's made the prices to live there higher. Amazon's made more traffic in Seattle, but Amazon's made thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of people serious money and salary. And what you don't realize is the hair salon, the hot dog vendor, the local sandwich person, the insurance broker, the local movie theater, all of that stuff benefits when Amazon comes to your town. So you may not like how they treat their employees. I wouldn't work there because I'm not a stage in my life where I, where I would work there. But if I was young or if I needed the money, you got to do what you got to do. You, you have to choose is making this money more important to me than having a work-life balance. And if the answer is yes, then you, then you work for Amazon. If the answer is no, you go work for somewhere else. Because as I said, nobody's holding a gun to your head. Lance J. Show. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. But at the same time, like I said, and me, you know, I'm 56 years old. Damn. James Lewis. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. It feels so good to be cared for. Back up now just a little more. The feeling someone's always there just to show how much they care. The feeling you're not alone. Now she's a so much to protect each day. Caring goes a long, long way. Nationwide is on your side. This is your boy Rampage, first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. Learn more about group insurance benefits with Engage It Health. Call to speak to an advisor today at 832-219-5829. Tell them that the Flatbush King sent you. At Industrious, we don't want anything to get between you and your great day. That's why our private offices and suites come with everything you need to safely connect with your teammates in person or over Zoom so you can make every day a great one. Go to industriousoffice.com. Enjoy a great day at Industrious on us when you book a tour at industriousoffice.com. Black women are fierce, brilliant, courageous, dope. Black women are making a difference, making history, and changing the world. I think about all of the Black women who have showed up to fight for justice. We are starting to finally accept all the skills and talents a woman can bring to the table. Urban One, thank you. This one is so special. In the sports talk radio justice world, mediocre quarterback play and porous tackling are considered especially heinous. On the Lance J Show, the dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies 
are members of an elite squad at Paragon 7 Studios. These are their stories. Nashville, one of the great things about Nashville is it's so central. So there's a healthcare hub. There's so many people that are coming in and out of town all the time. And, and there are a lot of RISE conferences here and there are a lot of other conferences here. So you get to see people that are that are in the industry. And I, I really enjoyed spending some time with, with you and your family. How's everything going? How's getting back into the swing school and all of that stuff? Dude, I mean, it's it, it's good. I had forgotten we brought uh, the five-year-old. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no, it, that was uh, that was. She was very, very well behaved. Uh, I think Much she, better I think behaved she had than technology. I was at that my, age. my memory is we gave her tech. Right. Because if you had um, put me at a restaurant like that back when I was five, I would have been running all over the place. Yeah, but no tech, stuff. right? That's, I mean, we, no, we grew up definitely with no, no tech. tech. I think I had an Etch-a-Sketch. I think that was the most tech that I had back back in the day. I had the the, the, the red Etch-a-Sketch where you could draw stuff on there. But, uh, but times have changed. They have. I yeah. was at the mall, and I saw this child wasn't even two. Mm-hmm. And she had the wherewithal to have a cell phone. And she had a video that she was looking at. Yeah. And she was engaging in the video. And I looked at her. And I don't usually approach strangers. But I just approached. I said, man. I said to the parents from a distance. Keeping my distance because it's COVID and all. Yeah. I said, man, that is fascinating that yeah. this. I said, how old is your daughter? And they said, she'll be two in a month. I said, it's fascinating that someone that's not even two yet understands how to how to download what they want to watch on Netflix. Like that's yeah. really, really amazing. Uh, yeah. It just shows the, the the sign of the times. But yeah, it was really good to spend some time with you and your family. Want to get into it. Be doing a series of um, conversations with, with David and, and we're getting a little bit more raw in the format. You know, I've, I've allowed David, mm-hmm. I've unleashed him in his language. Um, anyone that, that knows David well knows that he has the, uh, the proclivity and an affinity to to use some rated R language at times, and because the risk adjustment stars world can be very rated R, if not rated NC seventeen, at times um, I wanted to bring him in in for his honest and raw, just just true opinion about stuff. So I wanted wanted to talk to you. You and I have been immersed for many years, uh, specifically. You know, we we love doing the social determinants of health. And yep, we love. Um, I love bringing, whether it's food or broadband access or uh, DME, yep. anything to, especially downtrodden areas, mm-hmm. both yep. urban and rural. So yes. some of the areas to the south of here That's right. in Nashville, downtown, or going out to Bowling Green, going into Kentucky. Same problems, yep. different cultures, different people, but the same same issues. Access is everything. Yes. We love weaving in some of the stories and experiences that we've had with providers and network construct and all of those things, uh, because it's really anecdotal and it's, it's to a, to a level an interesting listen for listeners, but it's going to be more of a hardcore risk adjustment and stars conversation. Cause that's what we do. That's what we get paid to do. That's what we got into the VP line doing. We didn't get into, we didn't become VPs of social determinants of health. Now I see that there are companies that have that now, but they didn't have that when we got into this business. Yeah, it, um, it's it's usually a single landing spot though. It's right. not a team yet. Right, right, right. It's a, it's, it's a one per. That's a good point. It's one person as a VP, and they wear like nine hats, and yeah. then they have to go back to the board and, and ask for money funding. For yeah, yeah, you need yeah. to get funding. So you're, you're getting, you're, you're getting your face kicked in by the board yeah. for the first three years. And there then most go. of these VP contracts are three years and there then they go. decide if they want to keep you or not. But the star ratings came out um, a couple weeks ago. And Amazing. yeah, right. Excuse me. And well, by the time someone hears this and, and there's actually, 
been some some positive movement. I really wanted you to talk about it specifically. A lot yeah. a lot of the cut points were not as bad as people anticipated. I, sure. I thought the CMS was gonna one of the things about CMS, they they understand that you you have to they they're more of the death by a thousand cuts model. They're not they're not the scorched earth model, meaning that it doesn't benefit CMS for everyone to suck at stars. That doesn't that doesn't benefit them long term. I mean, yeah. you actually need to you know have both the carrot and the stick model. Yeah. I think this year was the carrot model. I think next year is going to be the stick model. But I wanted to bring David in to talk about yeah, it because yeah. the cut points were not as bad as anticipated. Yeah. There are a lot more four star plans. Yeah. A lot of people are celebrating. A lot of people get that additional bonus five five percent, ten percent in some of the the more populous counties. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a paradigm shift. But in the words of Lee Corso, if you ever watch college football on uh, ESPN, not so fast, my friend. I think that we have to we have to consider what are the downstream implications, and I and I hope that people aren't celebrating too much spiking the ball in the end zone because CMS has a way of rationalizing itself. So if you have one year as an outlier, which is COVID, is the ultimate outlier. It it's is. it's going back to normal, and we knew that the trend was yeah. was making it harder to be a four star before um, COVID hit. And, yep. and I'm just really curious of your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, when we, we were prepping for today, you and I were talking about, you know, hey, let's let's just have a deep dive on the, on this year's star scores and, and and how things turned out. And, and I mean, dude, you're right. I mean, there's a lot of folks spiking the ball right now because right. they're really excited. I mean, it's, uh, you know, the, the, the numbers are strong. Uh, last year, the average uh, health plan or contract at a 3.58 this right. year, it's it, I think it's north of 3.7. Um, so it's like 12 plus points. That's huge. And the stars round up. So if you're 3.76, you're a four. That's right. right. That's right. So that's that's the average contract, right? right? So you're almost so, averaging a four. You're very close to that threshold. Yeah, yeah. No, so, it's, so it's amazing. And, 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 and just think about it within itself. Four star is supposed to be superior. Yeah. So four star is not supposed to be the norm. It's supposed to be this is a better performing program. Well, right, and it gets to your point earlier about uh, you know CMS and what they're trying to accomplish. I mean, it, they they absolutely want to incentivize and reward high quality, right? I mean, and so you know, do they want everyone to sort of get an A? Well, I mean, I think they've said, um, and and I take them at their word on this that that they're okay if everybody performs well, that right. everybody has the ability to do well. But right. if everybody's A1C is 6.1, yeah, there's no you, reason that everyone shouldn't get right, a five-star for diabetes control. But if you're looking at the way it's set up, though, right? I mean, it's the, these these sort of curves are designed to create kind of A, B, C, right. and, and D, and F uh, players. So, so yeah, I, I think CMS wants to see some differentiation. They, they, they want to see... Health plans rewarded, but yeah, amazing year, and 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 it's really uh, a set of things that are never gonna happen again. Never. Right? So so you think <laughs> well about put. you you talked about COVID exactly right, right. about COVID right. Um, you had a couple things that happened in terms of performance right. We had stronger than ex- expected caps. I think you know across the board across right. the industry. I, I think a lot of us expected COVID was going to have more of a negative impact. On, Me on member sat, it, 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 we didn't right. see it. Um, we had stronger than expected Part D uh, results. Yeah, I was I was really surprised. Um, with that. I yeah, think it was Part D. There. Bouncing yeah. bouncing uh, some texts and 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 uh, in, in a phone call with a friend that runs uh, and a Part D adherence company, right. and 
And that's that's where he was focused. You know, wow, uh, uh, amazing year. And then you had some things like some structural things like uh, CMS pulled some of the the 3x uh, Haas yep. measures were removed, right? Yep. And um, and especially in parts of the country where, like, so I'll give you an example. <clears throat> when I was in Arizona, the Haas scores were great because think about it: if you're if you live in Sun City, Arizona and you're 80 and you're healthy, you just want to get up and play another round of golf. Sure. You are you live somewhere where it's 87 degrees in December. You're out playing golf all year round. But when I lived in Seattle, when I was at a health plan with Seattle, where it rains 240 days a year, it didn't matter what I did. The high scores were going to be terrible. I mean, it's just people People were in terrible mental health because it rains all the time. And, and so for some plans – the Haas actually hurt them. I think those that are in sunny areas, but in a lot of plans, urban blight, cold, bad weather, mental health, people are packing it in for the yeah. winter. That that three X measure is huge. Well, so I mean, I, huge. I love where your head's at on this, right? Because what you're implying, right, is that outcomes and satisfaction are a function of how their doctors and the health plans are performing. Mm-hmm. They're also an intrinsic function of Very the intrinsic. people, right? Very intrinsic. So, so that's, a, that's a really powerful point because, because what, what it does is it sets up confidence intervals, right, for any population, right? So, so I, I, I love to, to point out um, Southern, Southern Maine and the, the health plans up in that area because their, their satisfaction scores are just so consistently positive yeah. over and over and over, right? So Martin's point is a great example. And, and so like, you know, and that's, what a does, beautiful, that's a beautiful part of the country. Oh, totally. well, right? But, but what helps. does bad set, uh, customer satisfaction look like mm. in Portland, Maine? Right. I, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I think like four to four to half right. Right. <laughs> out of a five point scale. Well, but Where, once again, you know, if like, you can live, if you can live in Portland, Maine, the chances are, is that you're set up, you know, and we, we talked about this before we started really rather vendors or strategists, those that have national health plans, you really have to understand like port, your, your member in Portland, Maine and your member in the South Bronx, New York are both listed as Northeastern, right? So right. it's both considered to be the Northeast, Could not but be Portland, more. Maine is, is so different Could than the be. South Bronx. And you have to find a way to, right. you have to find a way. First of all, the people that live in Portland, Maine, Vermont, they're going to be more likely to be happy anyway, because they live in Portland, Maine or Vermont. Someone that lives in the South Bronx has challenges that someone that lives in, in Portland, Maine doesn't have. So, you know, people in Portland, they're just trying to focus what they're going to put on the lobster. Well, and it, it, you know, yeah. order they're going to eat the, the lobster, lobster with a bib. I, I love the that lobster you went roll. for lobster But rolls. I said that I'm a big Shark Tank fan, and there's this company on the Shark Tank that does this lobster. They're out of Portland, Maine, yeah. and they became widely uh, successful. And I'm not really a, a seafood eater, um, but but... I had a lobster roll by accident. It was the best thing that I'd ever had in my entire life. I was trying to figure out how I could, could do this again. But that that element and the lifestyle that someone as a senior would have in that part of the country is just yeah. is just drastically different than than some some other people. No, I no, I think is I think it's a great point. I mean, like I I've I've had the opportunity to spend some time in Portland. I mean, it's an amazing mm-hmm. city. To your point, I mean, I do think people are just a touch happier there. And so, you know, what does good performance, what does bad performance mean? Right. Um, you know, is it, is it fair, uh, you know, for us to keep uh, CAPS uh, benchmarked mm. nationally? Interesting question, That's, right? We've talked about that should, before. Yeah, I mean, should Baltimore and Portland, right. Maine... 
be in the same pool. Right. I grew up in West Baltimore. Man. No, I, I know that's why I'm picking it. I'm picking it on purpose, yeah, right? Just, uh, so, 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 is that a fair? You're, you're not. You're is not that focused a fair on, comparison? Uh, you're not focused on the caps questions as. You know, did you get did you get timely service? That's right. And um, did you get good customer service? Like that's the that's the least of your worries. That's if you right. grew up in West Baltimore. Yeah. You literally in the eighties and now you literally grew up in a war zone. Yeah. So if you're able to get any care at all, you're happy to get get care. And it's just the standards. You know, when I was when I was at Windsor here in Nashville, I remember doing the cap survey studies and uh, looking at the education rates. And it dawned on me, you know, you could do more segmentation at the time. CMS would allow you to do oversampling and do segmentation so you mm. could get the specified zip codes and stuff like that. And in Mississippi and in Memphis, the education, the typical senior on our plan was not high school educated. Yeah, It was a higher percentage that were 10th grade or less educated. But then when you think about it, look at the time. These are people born in the 1940s. Yep. If you were born in the 1940s in central Mississippi, you couldn't go to school. You were not allowed to go to school. It was Jim Crow. It was, it was legal. The world has changed so much since then. So I'm trying to take someone that dropped out of school in the ninth grade or 10th grade. They're a sharecropper. Yep. I'm trying to explain to them what high blood sugar does to your nerves yeah. over the course of time with neuropathy. How am I able to do that? I have to, I have to completely change my language any billboards I'm putting up, any communications I'm putting out, it's completely different, much less to explain to someone what it's like to come back with rehab from a stroke yes. or, you know, symptoms of a heart attack, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And that all goes that all goes into to the star rating and, and, and how leaders like yourself and myself try to position that. Well, yeah, I mean, so, so you, you talked about um, where people are at with, you know, like the level of education. Mm -hmm. I mean, add to it literacy, right? right? There's, there's portions, uh, uh, parts of the country, I should say, you know, where, where the illiteracy rate mm. is actually pretty high. Very high. Yeah. Um, and, and it's always sort of shocking. You know, our president's home state, uh, Delaware, mm. has, has a literacy issue. I didn't know that. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it goes back. I, I think it's somewhat historical, you know, kind of right. along the lines of what you're talking about right now for, for Mississippi. But, I mean, I, 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 think, I think these, these barriers – to uh, having, what would you call that? A, a conversation on self-efficacy, self-management, mm. right? Empowerment. How to give right. somebody the tools right. to, to protect, right. care for, and love themselves. Right, and, right? And, 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 and that's why we talk about Country Break. That's why we talk so much, David and myself, and the people we bring in, whether it's Cindy Alexander, when Isaac Palmer's in here. People have to have the basic tools. Yep. So you, you can't manage chronic illness yep. if you don't have broadband internet, if you don't have basic education, if you don't have clean water and decent food. Yes. Those are just the Maslow's. And that's why you hear people like myself and David really pounding on the system to, to, to invest in pounding on health plans to invest in these programs. And that's why CMS ultimately is moving so much into yes. to the cap space because they also understand that to keep someone healthy, they have to have their basic needs met. Yes. And the health plan is a part of that continuum to have the basic needs met. Is it, or do they take full responsibility? No, but if you're already taking a whack at the member to make sure that mm -hmm. uh, they're adherent on their statin, there's no reason that you can't get food to them. There's no reason that you can't get DME to them or, or can't get water to them or whatever is needed. What we'll do is we'll cut to a break, have some more questions to ask David about STARS. Um, 
because we kind of want to talk about we talked about the the tapestry of, of what is this year, uh-huh. but what what are we going to advise plans to do and, and vendors to do that are in that space? Big question. What what happens in twenty twenty two? Because you know uh, the CMS giveth and CMS taketh away. Yeah. So I'm very curious about what we'll do next year. We'll be back after these messages. Live from the Paragon Seven Studios, you are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon Seven Studios. 